Blog Talk Radio. But a couple of these shows left, man. Oh man, I about messed up here. Uh, so uh, we uh, we are on the air. I don't know what link we're using. I don't know how we even made it on the air. Obviously, uh, I was uh, I made a mistake making the link, and I believe the show <laughs> was supposed to have gone live yesterday or something. I have no idea. I don't know how the heck we missed it. But I've been. Uh, swamped uh, with, uh, you know, things. Look, I don't get into my personal life very much, but, you know, I just uh, get me off the hook there. I was at the house hook all weekend, and uh, it was one of our big shows. and So I probably screwed up somewhere. Uh, but outside of that, hey, we are here, and I need to bring in my partners in crime. I hope that they're there. Uh, see, somebody's here. I believe that's going to be Craig. Hey, buddy. Breaker, breaker, one, nine. Did I get a copy? Yeah, buddy. So you had a busy weekend at the house of hookers. I mean, hook. <laughs> Man, I swear, dude. Like, I, I still, I'm still not 100. Uh, sorry, if I, I, I may have created the link for yesterday. I don't know. So if we're all, like, I've got a written. I realized something was not right when I kept trying to go on and it wouldn't let me. So I, I don't even know where I got messed up at. But you know, you know what? what? We it got happened. A tonight to do, and we ain't got about a few of them left this year. We hey, listen, stop one. fishing, Chris. Stop fishing, hey. would you? <laughs> hey, I tell you. I tell you. So we have uh, we got Taz Taylor in now and uh, Craig Moore, of course. Uh, my partner's in crime here, so uh, 
man, we got – I don't know if we got a lot to talk about. I know that we've got uh, some things to talk about. I know uh, uh, basically um, Kyle Larson gave the big uh, middle finger to Bubba Wallace uh, this week. And, and, you know, I mean, if Bubba wants to take it personal, he can. But, you know, I mean, you wreck a guy last week, he comes back and he wins this week. You know, while you're sitting at the house, I mean, you, you have to you have to accept it for what it is. That's uh, um, you know, Bubba had to sit there and watch uh, watch the guy that he took out of the race last week turn around and not just win this race, dominate. Gave the middle finger because he dominated the damn race. So here, I got a question for you, Chris. Should we start asking Kyle Larson's or uh, uh, um, Kyle Larson's name on the trophy for this weekend too? You know, I don't know. Um, Goodyear's bringing a new tire. Um, I don't know. Like I, I have, I have this weird feeling that you know Kyle Larson is not going to be the number one priority this weekend. It's going to be William Byron, or it's going to be Chase Elliott, or it's going to be both of them. And, uh, you know, Hendrick Motorsports, I mean, you know, what what better way for NASCAR to guarantee a Hendrick Motorsports car uh, to get into the last, uh, into the into the final race than by having a race at Martinsville just before, right? I mean, if we go and look at the stats, uh, rest in peace, Mr. Mike Perricone, uh, we, we, would, uh, we would see that over the last 25 years, Hendrick Motorsports has dominated Martinsville. So, yeah, I mean, there's a big chance that Kyle Larson could definitely win and just, you know, give a big F you to the whole field. Uh, but, uh, you know, I just really, you know, um, whether or not NASCAR wants to admit it, whether teams want to admit it or not, they, it is a thing called team, uh, team efforts. And, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's not going to be, not going to be easy for Kyle Larson to beat the other two Hendrick drivers, what I'm trying to say. What do you think, Greg? I think the team orders are going to definitely be in effect for for all of uh, Hendrick Racing. And I think that team orders are going to be in effect for SHR as well. Or, I'm sorry, not SHR. For um, uh, uh, JGR. To make sure Bell gets it. Well, and I'm not sure if Bell has a, has a chance in hell. Uh, He's 33 below uh, the cut all line. Need to be focused on Denny Hamlin. And to be honest with you, Joe Gibbs owes it to Denny Hamlin to put all put all hands on deck for him, unless Denny comes out there and does something stupid. Now, and another thing, you know, if Denny Hamlin finds himself out early, I guarantee you, there's another guy that's not going to make it in. That's going to be Ross Chastain. Uh, but but be it if Denny Hamlin races all the way to the end, then somehow or another Ross Chastain is going to make it into the final four without anybody retaliating on him for his I don't give a tour that's uh you know been most of this season in the uh, NASCAR Cup Series. Yeah, and you know I want to touch on something I heard today with Larry Mack and Danielle Trotta. 
<laughs> I forget the name of their show on Sirius, but um, what I was able. <laughs> What's that, Chris? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I didn't hear what you said. I apologize. Um, they they were talking a lot about Bubba and the fact that he's going to have to eat a lot of shit. I mean, crow this weekend because he's going to have a microphone stuck in his face and ask him how it felt to sit at home while Kyle Larson went on and not just won the race but dominated. And they said if he was smart, he would just answer the questions and he wouldn't have any smart-ass comments. Um, and Danielle Trotto was – I expect Larry Mack to be a – to be an ass when it comes to that because he's a crew chief. He was a crew chief. Um, but Danielle Trotta was not easy on both. She let him have it both barrels. She says, you just need to stand there and and answer the questions and, and no smart remarks and, you know, as fair as it is or as unfair you seem it is, you think it is, you just stand there. Now, wouldn't it be fitting if he came back and actually won this weekend? Um, at Martinsville, well, back I mean, to back. He had him. A car. Okay, well, first of all, Craig Moore, he has won at Martinsville before, uh, in a thirty-four truck. Uh, I believe that was his first truck series win. Uh, but now, you, you know, we're talking about a guy who had a strong car before he got suspended. Then his car was running up front last week with John Hunter Nemechek. So yeah, I mean, is that car contendable for wins? I believe so. So, um, you know, obviously, uh, Denny Hamlin would uh, definitely, I mean, uh, Bob Wallace would definitely be in contention uh, this weekend at Martinsville, being that he's up, he's won there before. Taz Taylor. How's it going? <clears throat> All right, buddy. How are you today? Uh, you know, another day, another dollar. Isn't that how it rolls? Exactly. Not exactly. in the Biden economy, economy. It's another twelve cents. <laughs> well, you get, uh, what an eighty-eight of it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I mean, we got a lot of topics. Of course, we didn't have an itinerary this this week because I have failed at so many levels since uh, this week's just been chaotic. And so, we'll try to stay on track here. Um, I do have some sad of the days, and I've got. Uh, of course, black flag, checkered flag will come later on. Um, you know, we, we'll we'll pick from the subjects that we want to talk about. This is this is like this is the end of the year, so like literally, you have to be structured for forty what thirty six episodes. But man, we are down to the last three races, last two races, right? So this is the last three shows. You know, let's stay on topic. Let's let's have fun. Let's like bang stuff off of each other, and then uh, you know, call it a show. Um, we there is a lot of topics to talk about. Kyle Busch uh, called out Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs defended uh, where he come from. Of course, this week in the news, it's been about Alex Bowman and where this you know he being a free agent at, in twenty twenty at the end of twenty twenty three season, how this head injury might affect his future, especially at Hendrick Motorsports. Um, there's a lot of big topics to discuss, um, but mainly, you know, the biggest thing is we've got eight drivers that are going for four spots. We're down to one last race. One of those drivers, two of those drivers are going to transfer. Well, one, as of right now, will transfer with a win. Now, if a 
one of these eight drivers wins at Martinsville, there will be two drivers that have gone in on wins. The other two are going to come for points, and that should be the open discussion later on this evening is how where are those two drivers going to come from? Is it uh, because obviously there's a bullseye on Ross Chastain's back going into Martins? Well, that's the perfect place to retaliate. Yeah. People have said all year Ross Chastain's not going to race for a championship. So we've got to see. I mean, you know, it's going to come down uh, who's going to pay rent. You know, who? How, how's rent going to get paid? Um, and uh, we'll we'll have that to talk about, of course. Uh, Joey Logano. I believe the only driver that is officially locked in to the Final Four. Um, but uh, Chase Elliott definitely uh, looking pretty strong with points. Christopher Bell, a guy on the outside, once again looking in. But he's been there before, right? We've seen this with Christopher Bell already this season. Not just once, but but twice. Like, he made it, you know, he made it into this last round. Uh, by the hair of his teeth and, and by winning at the, at the Roval. Um, we also have A.J. Allmendinger to discuss. I know he was a topic of discussion last week, but look, I mean, this guy's come out, what, seven seven races now, seven top ten finishes in a colleague race car that we've all, you know, I, I wish we would have put together power rankings, the final power rankings, and maybe we should for next week. Uh, because at one point in time, Colleague Grayson was not even in the top ten. Um, but A.J. Allmendinger has definitely brought a lot of improvement to uh, the finishes of Colleague Grayson. Of course, we can't discuss tonight's show without talking about Noah Gregson and what he was able to pull off in the Xfinity Series. I was not able to watch uh, much of the truck race or the Xfinity race. I, I'll be honest with you guys, it's one of the few times this year that I literally used the remote through the whole race, just seeing if there was anything that stuck out. And I know I harp on here all the time, how the hell can you talk about racing if you don't watch the races? Look, even I so damn busy that if we just don't have it, there's just not enough time in the day. And when I literally say there has not been enough time in the day for the last week, I, I know some people can, can relate. Craig, I think you've driven, what, about 1,000 miles in the last week? <laughs> no, we did 3,400 miles. It's time to trade your car in already, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. We did 3,400 <laughs> miles in, uh, no, I'm sorry. We did 6,000 miles in two weeks. Jesus Christ. 6,000 miles in two weeks. I got to take the car down tomorrow morning for an oil, another oil change, and I just had it done a week and a half ago. I, I do want to bring Taz Taylor on with this one because there's been something that happened over in the NFL side, and so there was a there was this conspiracy that uh, some referees were trying to get an autograph from a Tampa Bay wide receiver. Did you guys see any of that? No, sir. Okay. Well, some, there was a video called Taz. Did you see anything about that? No, I didn't. Okay, so somehow or another, the referees were walking to the tunnel and they stopped Mike Evans and they gave him a little card and a and a and a pen and he wrote something down on it. So it was a it was a everybody come unglued. Oh my gosh, what is Mike Evans doing giving autographs to the referees? Like there 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 is a there is a, a set of rules, unwritten rules 
uh, etiquette when you're at the top level of things. And I just want Craig Moore to know that he broke that that on the word because now he's wearing somebody's apparel and he didn't share with nobody. And I got a bone to pick with that, Taz. That's why I want to bring you up. Are you are, do you have a bone to pick with this guy because he he's like stuffing his stocking full of uh, 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 stuff from 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 guests and stuff? Because I mean, you know, I mean, come on, man. I mean, how are hey, you don't be jelly. I had to order it. <laughs> he made but you no, order real quick, order. real quick. I want to thank Seth Christians and Racing. Place the order. I got it uh, yesterday when we got back. It is a sharp looking hat. That and uh, that young man made me jealous. That young man won the the championship a week and a half week ago uh, in right. the asphalt truck series. So huge shout out to Seth Christensen and his racing team and his entire family. The hat is sharp. I wore it today for a little while, and uh, going to put it in the going to put it in the uh, in the office. Well, it case, definitely uh, is a, a good looking cap and uh, just awesome. And you can get your own for just, You can get your own for just twenty five dollars. Visit SethChristiansInRacing dot com and the information is right on there. So if anybody's yeah. interested, uh, you can you can get his ball cap right there. Got a signed hero card as well and a sticker. So uh, congratulations Ooh. to that young man. Right there. Now, so when he's now, when he's making payments in the trucks. Well, what Sorry. track was he a champion at? Uh, hold on one second. I will I will do some research and find out for you and get back get back to you in one second on that. Taz, I want to turn the I want to turn the, the golden baton over to you, sir. You become the, the the narrator. I feel like answering questions, ladies and gentlemen. Oh boy, Ed Taylor. Oh boy. So Chris, I'm gonna so I don't know if you paid attention to our chat thread here, but I have not, you mentioned man. Chief. I'm so sorry. You Pete you mentioned <laughs> I feel like Craig, man. <laughs> you you Dang mentioned it. Chief Elliot Safe on points. I have to correct you on that. Nobody is safe on points right now. Y'all know why? Currently right now, other than Logano locked in. Ross Chastain is second place in points, only 19 above the cut line. So uh, Chase Elliott is 11 above the cut, where Byron and Hamlin are, uh, are five points separating each other. Byron's above, Hamlin's on the outside looking in. Laney's 18 points uh, out. So there's five drivers that are going to battle battle for these spots based on points. However, Christopher Bell and Chase Briscoe are basically must-win situations because Bell's 33 points back and Briscoe's 44 back. 44. And so in terms of team orders, we know Hendrick's going to do something, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll throw in a hot little spicy, I guess, debate uh, in a bit about Hendrick uh, in a minute. But in terms of everybody else, of course, Gibbs is going to do anything to push Hamlin and Bell through. Um, the question will remain, where does Kyle Bush lie in this sense? Uh, because obviously he's in the part where I'm not in a spot for owner's championship and I'm not in a spot for driver's championship. 
I'm on my way out the door for RCR at the end of the year because we all heard the question a couple of years or a couple of weeks ago of what does what does the team need to do to or what are you looking forward to to improve on the season to end it out and he said 2023 which means he's already focused on going to Richard Childress Racing and just finishing out his deal with Joe Gibbs. Wow. Well, so he's not going to be a friend of Toyota, that's for sure. So he's not going to be helping his teammates. We can count on that, Taz. Craig. Um, yep, well, I'm on no. that um, I, I don't expect him to. Uh, what, what, does, what allegiance does he have? He's out of there. He's had a ship season. Um, you know he wasn't getting top-notch equipment because he was on his way out. So he's only... He's only there so he don't get fined. Uh, we, we all know that's what he really wanted to say. He didn't, but uh, it's, it's, it's pretty self-evident that uh, he's going to look out for himself and only himself. So, well, so that's that? business as usual for Kyle Busch. Right, and there's... <laughs> You know, hey, I'm all good with that. You know, yeah. Which we had some more racers that race like that. Yeah. Now, now I do have a little bit of a, as I mentioned earlier, the spice little debate we're gonna have here, because there are people going around saying, why in the hell is Hendrick not putting his cards in? where the drivers are battling for a driver's championship, and why is Larson succeeding much more? Well, you got three cars battling for an owner's championship because Larson is in the owner's championship because we'll remind you again, the deal with Kurt Busch, unfortunately, with him not racing, means he's out of the playoffs, but the 45 is in the owner's championship, which throws everything off for a loop. So Kyle Larson's win locked in a final four spot for the owner's championship. So right now the 22 and the five in on owner's championship. So there's two spots left there while there's three spots left for the driver's points. But now the question does remain, is Hendrick really putting all of his uh, tricks into that five car to prove a point? Or are we slacking somewhere? Because fans are saying that, uh, Hendrick is dropping the ball on Chase Elliott. Uh, if you ask the Chase Elliott fans, if you ask everybody else, they're saying Hendrick's dropping the ball somewhere and they're putting all the cards into Larson. Or are we just seeing pure driver talent out of Larson versus the other two? Well, what has Larson got to prove now? Other than bringing him an owner's championship, um, he's out of the chase. So, you know, he he's racing just for the owner's championship and self self uh, gratification. And I'm sure that there's a nice big bonus check in there for him if he brings Hendrick the owner's championship. So Yeah, I mean, look, the kid's got a chance to go back to back, right? Would you claim yourself as a champion uh if 
if you won your team the owners championship, uh, you, yeah. you you had a big part of it. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, uh, the it, it may not be recognized as a driver championship, but the driver had everything to do with it. This is and this is really screwed up. I mean, this is really. This is the reason, and look, in the old structure, this happened a lot, like where an owner, because they would fire a driver mid-season or a driver would get hurt, and he would miss a few races. And so, the, you know, we've seen this time and time again. Drivers like Bill Elliott, Davey Allison, uh, um, uh, Matt Kenseth even got hurt one time and had to step out of a race car. Uh, we, we've seen this happen before. And it just never has happened to the point to where it screwed up the chase like it has because, of course, uh, Kurt Busch was locked in and had to uh, forfeit that. So it it has kept the 45 team running for a championship. But in the meantime, all it's done is just screw up everything compared to what's actually going on with the driver's point. So, you know, this is once again the bells ringing that, hey, we've got a flawed system here. And if somehow or another Kyle Larson wins the championship for the owner's points, but yet finishes as, I guess, as high as fifth in the driver's points, I mean, at what point in time are we going to say this system is not working? I could have told you that before the playoffs had even started when uh, Truex finished what? top three or top five in points, and he's not even battling for a championship. Blaney was basically in that situation had Kurt Busch not uh, dropped out. Well, not really dropped out, but you know what I mean. Forced to sit out. And for the owner's championship, Bubba screwed himself out of that one because, you know, he decided to play dirty and hook a gun or uh Hook Larson, and he was in the battle for the owners' championship. So it's think, definitely a it's definitely think, a flawed system, and NASCAR needs to do something. Yeah, I think mean, it's Bubba. Both. I think Bubba, in terms of owners' points, was eliminated after the round of twelve, if I remembered right. I have right. to go back and look at it, but um, no. But you're seeing the flaws, but. The funny part is, is that this flaw you guys are talking about had all started in, had all started where else in NASCAR? Your lower two series because you had the truck series where you have uh, the KBM 51 truck have like four drivers in it and the 51 truck can uh, run for owner's points essentially right. and screw another team out of that deal that's running full-time with one driver. Uh, Xfinity had that same deal at one point as well with the eight car, I think, last year. If I remember right, with the eight car last year, because Josh Berry, I believe, was part-time, and there was a few other drivers in that car as well. Right. Right. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, this this is where people who are outside the sport are not ever going to understand what the sport is. And, you know, all of the racing leagues, they have a, a, an owner's championship or a manufacturing championship and a driver's championship. Um, you know, this was just, you know, it, it's probably only for the deep fan anyway. Uh, and it does give us something to bitch about. But but let's just carry over to the next subject. 
who the hell even knows what's going on with the truck races, right? I mean, can anybody even follow the truck race championship? Let's see, who won no, the past just... weekend? Who won the truck race? I know. I, I oh, Ty Majeski. Ty Majeski, okay, in the Thor Sport. Yeah, they've been racing in a playoff system since July. There's no way that we can follow what's going on in a championship when they have five races in four months. Well, my deal is with the playoffs in terms of all three series or chase, whatever you want to call it, I believe it's – they obviously nailed the point of all three of them uh, crown a champion the same weekend. Why can't all three series start their playoffs or chase the same weekend? If they want to follow their for own, years. if they want if they want to follow like their own like format, like trucks is like ten, eight, and four, and Xfinity's twelve, eight, and four. I'm all fine and dandy because the Cup Series is going to have an extra round anyway. So you want to spread out the races, okay? But at least, at least start, um, at least start the playoffs for all three on the same weekend, just like you end the playoffs on the same weekend. I mean, shoot, we had uh, trucks start their playoffs first at like IRP, I think it was, and Cup Series was like trying yeah. to wrap up their regular season. Xfinity had their playoff start when the Cup Series was like a round and a half into their uh, deal. And it was just, we got to get back to where everyone has the same weekends to start and same weekends to finish. Yeah, even yeah, if, well, you, have said to, that for even years. if you have to shorten the, the, the chase, in these other formats, just to, just so it does fit, you know, in, in these other series, you want it to fit. And right now, it does not fit. It does not fit the cause. And so well, they won't even race this weekend, right? But no, they don't people are going to make the valid, or going to try to make a valid point, because it happens in other sports, too, with minor leagues versus major leagues. That playoffs don't always start at the same at the same time either. So there's going to be that debate as well. I'm not saying I'm for I'm on that side of the debate. I'm on the side of start the start and end the chase at the same time. Yes, amongst the, amongst all the drivers and have elimination if need be. I mean, it's ten races. Put ten drivers in and eliminate a driver each race if that's the format that you have to use. But keep the championship races together. I mean, you know, when you're running a 22-race season and 10 of your races are championship races, that kind of doesn't make any sense anyway. Right. No, you no know, I mean, I, I've, said that, I've said that for years, that the, the, the championship series, the 10 races, they need to be put together. I, I said that I don't know how many times over the last three or four years, and it just seems like, you know, NASCAR isn't listening to their fan base, I don't think, as much as we'd like to think they are. 
Because I guarantee you, if us three knuckleheads are saying that, there's other knuckleheads out there saying the same exact damn thing. Thing. Oh, there's there's That's plenty the right. of people out there that are there's plenty of people out there that are saying uh, NASCAR needs to go back to the old chase format, which was basically uh, point free set after the regular season, and the top however many points uh, get the races out for the championship in the last ten races, which I'm all for, but. Right. I, and I'm all for even just doing a full season format for the championship, but there's right. no way, unfortunately, that NASCAR is going to go backwards. And the only thing I would have to say to NASCAR, if you want to keep your playoff system and keep it more legit so that we don't have this exposed problem that you base that we basically exposed this year um, is that you, they need to take the top, 16 or however many players or yeah players however many drivers they want to take into the the race for the championship and put them in i mean shoot you look at other sports and they're basically rewarding the top teams to do so they're not rewarding somebody who finish say like say like in the NFL they're not rewarding uh the team that finish like say uh like 12th in the conference standings when they take like what, six or seven and throwing them into the playoffs. No, they're taking the top four teams, which is basically division winners and your top three teams uh, that weren't division champions. Because why are they doing that? Because they're rewarding the top teams. But the NFL takes half of their teams and sends them to a playoff system. Um, I know but it, they're it's taking the kinda... they're taking the teams that work their butts off the entire regular season to get there. NASCAR is basically saying, "Oh, you win, here you go. You could be a driver that got lucky in one race, and then basically did jack squat for the rest of the freaking season." Jack squat. I don't like that. Austin Cindric. Yeah. Though technically, by points, we're completely wrong about Austin Cindric because, in the, I believe in the old style points, the guy was sitting somewhere like eighth or ninth. Um, you mentioned that, Chris. Hold on, let me pull up. Yeah, yeah, his points will actually surprise you there in the old school. I went to cup. Yeah, hold on, I'm work. I'm pulling it up. Somebody's got it. all right here. So before, because uh, he. Because he hasn't released uh, the old Winston Cup style points um, after this weekend yet, but before this weekend, Austin Sindrick sits ninth in points in the old Winston format. So Sindrick could be Sindrick could actually be a debatable one, but ones I'm eyeballing that should not be in the playoffs, but they are anyway. Is guys like Chase Briscoe, who sits 16th, which that can be argued. Uh, Kevin Harvick, 17th. Alex Bowman, 22nd, but he was in the playoffs. Well, his his he, Eric Jones is 14th, but points. didn't get to get to the playoffs. Truex seventh, yeah. not in the playoffs. Martin Truex Jr. was fourth in points and didn't make it to the playoffs. 
I mean, we, see, it is. It's a, it's a flawed system, but hey, we're going to crown a champion regardless. And uh, it's you know, Martinsville. Are you going to ride around for points because there's going to be people that are going to be doing the same thing as you? Like this is literally leading up to it could be this could be epic, right? I mean, this really could be epic. What's going to break all of our hearts is if we go to Martinsville and it's a single file race and nobody can pass and there's absolutely no drama. You can have a bad race, technically no passing, but have a few good wrecks and some drama, and everybody will vote that it was the greatest race ever. Yeah. Or you can have no drama but side-by-side racing and a good finish, and everybody's going to say it's the greatest race ever. But if you go into this race and you don't have retaliation, you don't have drama, and your single-file racing follows the leader freight train, I expect the world to come to an end because NASCAR fans are not going to accept that as a lead-up to the championship race. I fully expect Chastain to get a receipt. I expect Chastain and Byron. I expect Shastine and Byron to get a receipt from Hamlin. I've said it since the beginning of the of this round. Well, with the recently parked Bubba Wallace and the the the, uh, the points deduction by William Byron, I mean, it could they got overturned. Change? All right, so <laughs> let me ask you a question now. NASCAR, and this was another thing I heard today, NASCAR is not setting a precedence on hooking a driver, obviously. Bubba Wallace got suspended. Gregson, it was Gregson, right, that got uh, Gregson points deducted. So, yeah. They're not playing, they're not playing an even, an even penalty here. Um, the question was brought up, well, was one because it was on a road course and one was because it was on a, uh, a speedway? And that was not the – there wasn't a clear defined answer, and I think NASCAR is going to – I think the drivers, if I don't know if I'm going to get suspended or points deducted or if I'm going to get suspended, I, I don't know if I'm willing as a driver to take that chance. Now, Martinsville, unless you purposely drive into the side of the guy and push him like a plow truck, um, you could make it look like a happy accident. Yeah, so don't do the Martinsville. Don't do the the Matt Kenseth like he did to Joey Logano, and you'll be fine. Right. May I add as well, Craig Moore, that NASCAR did not need another Bob Keselowski moment. Do you guys remember when uh, Keselowski got hooked in the fence by by Carl Edwards at Atlanta and Bob come on the TV and said, I'll go put on a driver's suit myself. Ain't nobody going to go and hurt my boy. Do you all remember that? Yes, I remember that. And uh, imagine how much flack NASCAR took from that very statement. Now we have a situation with drivers getting injured. NASCAR had to do what they had to do. They had to send Bubba home. They had to set the the tone that, hey, 
There is. We have to recognize that all you drivers have done is complain, complain, complain. The car's dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. And then you have a driver who goes out here and completely loses his cool. Like, everybody knows that you don't hook a guy on a speedway, right? I mean, it's just run him up in the wall. There's several ways that you could wreck a guy. You don't do it how Bubba Wallace did it. And Bubba Wallace did it without even thinking. He, he, it happened so fast. And, look, this guy complains that he has mental disorder, okay? So, you know, we don't know, we don't know what type of uh, mental state of mind Bubba Wallace was in at that point in time. This is the issue as well when you start admitting to the public that you're not all there in your head. So NASCAR right. had to do what they had to do. And everybody wants to say, well, wait a minute, Chris. That's not right. Mental illness, it's great that, that, that people – are making aware of the mental illness. And, you know, you have uh, players like Kevin Love who's come out and said, I deal with mental illness. Yeah, but the first time you don't do something right or the first time that you're not playing to your, to your part, somebody's going to say, well, he must be having a mental, uh, a mental health day, right? And so obviously when Bubba hooks into the uh, left, uh, the right rear of Kyle Larson, he had to have had a mental day. So how, well, how people are saying this is unprecedented, I mean, that's Freddie Kraft's bullshit, right? Unprecedented. Really? This is unprecedented that, that, uh, that NASCAR comes in and puts the, puts the law down and says, look, we can't have this shit going on, right? We, we want to give you rope. We want to – better not say that with Bubba. We want to give you uh, – <laughs> we want to give you – the space that you need to be drivers and have personality. But when you're, when you're going out there and you're wrecking somebody at 170 miles an hour and you claim that you have mental issues, you know, NASCAR has got to do something. So I, I'm not all for this unprecedented bullshit that everybody seems to be trying to sell us. Tess. Well, one thing I want to hit on, and I unfortunately uh, forgot to bring this up last week, um, when I saw this on the Dale Jr. download uh, YouTube page, when Jr. was talking about the bubble penalty and whatnot, he mentioned that when Byron uh, – I'm only bringing this up because we're talking about, like, penalties or retaliations and all this mm-hmm. jibber-jabber because obviously things are going to happen at Martinsville this weekend. So I guess when, By- when Byron um, – got penalized uh, back at Vegas, or no, not Vegas, um, shoot, Texas, with Hamlin, he was hit with a point and a fine on that. Hendrick exposed the rule bug because it said and, uh, there's a point penalty and or a fine on top of that. And they exposed it, and that's how they got the Byron penalty overturned where Byron did not lose points but was hit with a fine. So at that point, NASCAR changed the wording in the rule book to say, um, depending on what happened, depending on what happened now, you're going to get hit with a fine and lose points. Um, Or you get suspended like Bubba did and not take a penalty on anything. But that, well, NASCAR changed that before the Bubba penalty and now we're going to see if there are going to be drivers that will take that risk, or will they not? Now that NASCAR changed it. 
Yeah, so I what, what, what Taz was saying was before the, ru- the, the ruling, the rule book said or. So it's, it's this or this. Well, NASCAR found that that was the appeal process, and that's where they called them out and said, no, 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 you can't do both because it says or. So now they put nope. in the rule book and or. Hold on, Chris. No, it said and or. So Nat, so depending on the penalty, NASCAR can do both, or they had the option of doing one or the other. Now NASCAR's in, now that Hendrick exposed it, it's now uh, money and points, or just a straight up suspension with no other penalty like Bubba got. But right, um, right. yeah, Byron and Hendrick exposed it when they went for the appeal. Right. And that's the gray in the rule book, guys. I mean, it happens every day at your local short track. <laughs> you know? exactly. uh, it happens all the time. So, you know, at least where the conspiracy theory is, uh, you know, they, they they overruled it. NASCAR didn't want Hendrick to have the penalty. Well, you know, it come down to, look, that one lawyer was smarter than another. And we see that happen all the time. So, uh, you know, that, thank you for that clarification, uh, there, Taz. Look, I've got one thing on my mind real quick. Some news come out today. I think it was today or yesterday. Luke Lambert will be going to the Cup Series with Noah Gregson. I know that we're all playing this, playing down this whole GMS Petty uh, situation, but Eric Jones has been fast all season. The 42 hasn't yeah. done worth a darn. Uh, but bringing Luke Lambert, Noah Gregson's crew chief from Junior Motorsports, up to the Cup Series is—I mean—are we looking at a possibility of uh, GMS Petty being the next track house? I think you seriously could. And here's—and here I want to bring something up, and I want you to—I want—I want both of your opinions on it because I value them. Uh, even if I don't agree with him. Gregson got Gregson got smacked earlier this year. It changed his attitude, right? You notice he's a different person now. He's racing smarter. Getting back to Bubba, I sure hope that's the case going forward because I think the guy's got a lot of talent if he can harness it. Here's another thing. Um No, Taz, I did not. I apologize. Um, I'm going to bring it up anyway uh, in the I chat. Think but... that, I think that, hey, GMS, I think you're sleeping on them like we are track out. Um, and it's uh, it's funny. I think that uh, we were coming home last yesterday afternoon. We were, oh, I don't know, we were probably about 70 miles south of Daytona. And uh, we've seen the track house. Rig coming up with the uh, golf cart on the back, <laughs> along with a couple of the Hendrick uh, tractor trailers. So they must have stayed overnight and got a late start. But uh, I think that I, I think Petty GMS is going to be a serious threat next year. Uh, and I'll say it now here on show thirty nine of uh, of forty one. That I think Petty GMS is going to be a serious threat, and I think we're all going to have to watch out for him. And you know, when when Gregson rolls off his first win, I think he's going to be a him and him and Eric Jones together are going to be a hell of a duo. Man, if you listen to Eric Jones' podcast on Dale Junior Download, there was I don't know if y'all caught clips of it or not, but 
he went into explaining how he got fired at JGR and how it was the first time that he had ever been fired and how it's a mental toll, like he had to go face his family and tell them and his friends and tell them that he got fired and, you know, didn't know what his future was and how even at the end of the season he wasn't able to kind of focus on wins or anything because he was trying to, you know, being told in August that you're not getting brought back. Uh, it, it, it put him into a tailspin to try to find a ride. And so it's almost where you're, where you realize, look, this guy has had everything against him and he still has found a way to win. I mean, I've said for years on this show right here that Eric Jones has the ability to be a superstar in this sport. After listening to the, to the Dale Jr. download and listening to him, he has the perfect story to make it happen as well. I mean, a lot of people have given up on this kid. And, uh, you know, I, I still think that his future is bright. And whether or not that's going to be a petty GMS or or uh, somewhere else, you know, I'm not sure. But wins are going to happen. And it seems to be that Steve Gallagher is building an organization. And maybe maybe all NASCAR needed was a track house, right? Because what has happened with track houses, there is something to work with now on how to – to build an organization, right? The problem for up until now with track houses, there's been a lot of teams come through, but they have never figured out how to compete with Hendrick, how to compete with Joe Gibbs. Red Bull tried it. They dumped a bunch of money in it, and they were not – and they, it took years for them to have just a minimal bit of success. Michael Waltrip lost millions of dollars, had to – you know, darn near lost his whole company before it even got off the ground. Had to bring in uh, a muddy man just to keep things rolling. And, uh, you know, but Trackhouse comes in. They, they spend one year as, their, as a single team. Then they buy, basically, a, a Chip Ganassi Racing and, and, and infuse this new team ownership with – uh, a group of guys that uh, had been with CGR for quite a while. Kind of, that's what GMS did, right? That's what Steve Gallagher did with GMS, uh, buying into Petty Enterprise, so our, our, our Richard Petty Motorsports. Those guys at Richard Petty Motorsports have been there for a long time. Those are the same guys that were there with Eric Amarola. Those are the same guys that are there that were there with Bubba Wallace. And, you know, uh, Eric Jones last year. So, um, you know, this team has built character over the years, and they they may very well be ready to pop next year, Craig Moore. Um, You know, whether or not Noah comes in and starts winning from go, I I don't think that that's going to be possible. But having a crew chief like Luke Lambert uh, on top of a pit box in the Cup Series, I think is going to help that organization in a whole become good really fast. Petty GMS may be, I don't want to say, like, an serious threat from the get-go. I would say, for now, I I could see them as, like, maybe a more threatening dark horse. Um, Obviously, we've seen what Eric Jones has done all year long. And uh, I think that adding uh, Gregson to the picture will help the team uh, in terms of 
driver abilities and improving the team in terms of results. But it's going to come down to equipment, and I think that uh, Maury Gallagher might be up to something in terms of equipment-wise uh, to help get more speed out of him. But the thing is that how will Gregson adapt uh, to – I mean, obviously right now Gregson's doing not so bad on a part-time schedule, but now he's going to be going full-time with the Cup Series. So the question is going to be can he handle up to that pressure and or can you live up to what he's known to do, which is basically put the car up to the front. And right now, it's, he's got the potential to do it, but it's just I wouldn't put um, I wouldn't put them as a serious threat right away. I kind of want to give them a few races just to see where they stand um, versus <laughs> where everyone's going to expect them. Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure that Daniel Suarez is a championship contender. I am not convinced yet, and we are down to two races left in the season that Ross Chastain is, but he's proven me wrong every step of the way. What I like about Ross Chastain is he keeps proving me wrong, and I love it when I can get proved wrong. I know that sounds crazy, but it just means that this guy is completely blowing every expectation that you – every single expectation that you would have of a driver. I expect one, Eric Jones to win, and I expect Noah Gregson has talent. So I, I would give the slide of drivers versus organizations. I would have to say Petty GMS has stronger drivers than, than Trackhouse. Noah Gregson, Eric Jones, to me, is a stronger combination than Ross Chastain and Daniel Suarez. That's to be argued. Well, Okay, because as I said, Ross Chastain has proved me wrong every step of the way. And we could be looking at the 2022 uh, 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 Cup champion in that number one car. It could very well happen. But as of this moment right now, I'm not surprised with Chastain with where he is. And they mentioned it at Homestead, too. And this is where Craig... Uh, nailed it with his pick well pretty close to nailed it 100% on it Um, Chastain has scored the most points um, in mile and a half racetracks which is basically like 80% of the NASCAR Cup schedule right yeah I've been down this guy from day one and and he proves me wrong every step of the way I'm not a hater of him either. I just, I, I, I just, you just don't see the Ross Chastains of the world in real life. Like, you don't see a guy like Matt Diamondetto, who we, everybody seems to pull for for one time. And, it, and, and this guy's never even got a win until Talladega, you know, a few weeks ago, right? Like, you know. We, we we crown these guys as, oh, it would be great to see these guys really succeed. And when he was driving around in that J.D. Davis car, that number four car, and he was getting top five and top ten finishes, everybody was saying, man, what if Chastain got a 
got a good ride. What if he got a chance? And then he got a chance. They were like, okay, well, you know. And then Kevin Harvey says, man, you'll never be a cup driver. And, you know, now this guy's running uh, for a championship with two races to go. Um, definitely, if I could take a story of 2022 that highlighted what the year was about, I would have to write in capital letters, Ross Mm-hmm. Chastain Ross the boss Chastain I like it I like it You know and it's funny Harvick opens his mouth And says that and where is that punk ass in <laughs> He was in a drought Some, head. <laughs> Sometimes Sometimes athletes Open their trap When they should probably Just keep it shut Case in point, Harvick opens his mouth up about the car. NASCAR decides to snag his car and take it back to R&D. Um, you know, sooner or later, those comments are going to come back to bite you in the ass. And, you know, you better hope your ass is clean because uh, if not, use that, it's going to be a pretty, bounty? Bounty be a pretty shitty taste. Wasn't that uh, Kyle Busch's sponsor, Bounty Toilet Paper? Kyle, mm-hmm. Kyle Larson? I'm sorry. Kyle Larson. I believe so. When he had the target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, stat of the day, right? Uh, the most dominant performance of 2022, Kyle Larson led 199 of 267 laps. That was 74.53% in Sunday's NASCAR Cup Series race at Homestead. This is the highest percentage of laps led by any driver in the NASCAR Cup Series points-paying race in 2022. Start of the day. Start of the day. It was amazing. I mean, listening to him, listening to, I was listening to it on the way back from Columbia, South Carolina, and uh, Sunday. And I'm like, this guy is a rocket ship on rails. He's telling Bubba F you. And then lo and behold, he gets the play. He gets the checker flag at the end, and he shoots Bubba the finger. Now, if he was not shooting Bubba the finger, and it was purely coincidental, which I don't believe it was, uh, that's pretty cool. But you know, I believe that it was uh, purposefully done. And hey, more power to him. Uh, Obviously, somebody from the news media caught it. So, I want to mention one thing quick. Um, I know we, like, very briefly, like, maybe two minutes, talk about the truck series. I'm looking back on this, and Ty Majewski, who is going to be running for a truck championship at Phoenix uh, in two weeks, his, he only has two wins on the season, and they came in this uh, round of the playoffs. Well, so he he got in the playoffs based on points, and then when wins mattered most to get into the championship, he's won he won two out of the three. So question will and Zane Smith, who's a top point guy, um, all season long. Are we looking at 
is Zane Smith versus Ty Majeski. Is Ty Majeski getting hot at the right time and Chandler or not Chandler, Zane Smith kind of fallen or Yeah, I think the rest of them caught up to him, right? I mean, this happens. You you uh, you go on streaks and then you cool off. And, uh, you know, I mean, Zane's been running well. He's just not been able to capitalize. What Ty Majeski's doing is exactly, I believe, what we've seen Ben Rhodes do last year with, from the same company. So, um, you know, Ty Majeski is another great talent, man, a great asphalt racer, um, has uh, all the talent in the world, just never has really had – the right opportunities, and obviously he's found his place there at Thor Sport, and it should be on everybody's radar for a, the threat, the favorite uh, for the championship. Yeah, I think I think you pretty much somebody you brought it up, and I think it was on Sunday, um, maybe Monday driving back. The days are like you, Chris. The days all blur together when you're when you're busy as a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. Um, Better than being hotter than a door handle. Uh, uh, Never mind. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hotter than a door handle at a whorehouse. I know what you're getting ready to say. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so tired. I can't even spit it out. (laughs) I'm the brothel owner. What can I tell you? Um, he's a and all, and all the ex-girlfriends say, Ooh. <laughs> I agree with Miss Lee. He is a sleeper pick. Um, he's getting hot at the right time. He stayed consistent. <clears throat> Consistency obviously is what matters in this sport. It's it's not how good you are. Well, I mean, you have to be good to be consistent, but. Uh, He's consistently good, let's put it that way. And rolling off two in the round of eight and a round of four, you know, you gotta be you gotta be good. You get the, the team's gotta believe in you to give you the equipment you need. Obviously they believe believe in him over there at Thor Sports. I don't know if I'd necessarily write his name on the trophy yet, but I'd I'd at least pencil it in. This guy's as big as Bubba Pollard and Josh Berry. I promise you, Tom Majeski is that talented of a race car driver. Now, this brings to my other point, because Craig mentioned this on Sunday, I believe, uh, when we were talking before the race. This leads into my other point. Are we seeing drivers getting hot while Ty Gibbs, who started hot and was looking like an easy championship threat to start the season, and ever since he uh, started driving up in Cup to replace uh, an injured Kurt Busch, have we are we seeing the downfall of Ty Gibbs? And the only reason why I say that is because um, obviously we're looking at him taking over the seat in the 18 car, but with John Hunter on his debut of what could have been pretty much, um, and Joe Gibbs announcing all of his uh, plans for Cup and Xfinity after this season ends at some point, is Joe Gibbs sitting down and saying, do we need to develop Ty Gibbs more and put somebody else with more experience in? 
Or do we think of family and sponsorship dollars? Yeah, uh, the buyer's remorse. I would claim buyer's remorse, right? Ever since he's had to juggle both duties, he hasn't really done well. And you see Don Hunter Nemechek jump in that race car, and all of a sudden he's running, you know, right right up front where it should be. And, uh, you know, Ty's, you know, had solid 18-place finishes, right? So he's been a mid-pack driver. Um, what's funny is Joe Gibbs really believes that much in his grandson that he's as talented as a Kyle Busch or a Martin Truex Jr. or any caliber driver like that, and that's the reason to putting him behind the wheel. If if Joe Gibbs was smart in any way possible, he would send he would keep Todd Gibbs in the Xfinity for the 2023 race season, and he would bring in a John Hunter Nemechek because you really just don't have to have much money uh, uh, to pay him. You know, John Hunter can be just as cheap as Ty Gibbs, and it gives Ty Gibbs a chance. Uh, to uh, gives Ty gives a chance. You were just staring at me. Why were you just staring at me? Oh, wow! You completely threw me off. I don't even know what I was talking about. About Ty Gibbs, but I don't know what. I just think with Ty Gibbs, yeah, Ty personally, we all course. believe yeah. he's going to get another year in Xfinity, but, right. but we all... Grandpa's um, going to put him in that car. There's no way around it. Yeah, he's... Grandpa's going to put him in that car because he wants sponsorship dollars. And he better and have he a short lease as J.J. Yaley. Yeah, well... Out there. Oh no! So we yeah. basically we've seen Austin Dillon and Todd Dillon ride around for the last ten years. I mean, is that what Joe Gibbs is is okay with? That's what he's built his billion dollar enterprise up to be uh, a, a daycare for his kids and his grandkids. To hear his interview uh, on on NASCAR radio a couple of weeks ago when they when the whole uh, announcement with Kyle Busch going to uh, Richard Childress. Um, you know, it's basically he has a family-run enterprise. Um, all of his sons are now connected to the uh, to the race team. Well, unless you're going to wait till the time's up. So you know, I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe three more grandchildren are coming in to race the other cars, and it'll just be a Joe Gibbs and family racing venture or something. I'm not sure what. And if I'm if I'm Denny Hamlin and 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 Christopher Bell. You know, Christopher Bell is young enough; he can kind of, you know, steer his way to where he where he needs to go. Uh, but you know, you know, somebody like Denny Hamlin, he could have possibly seen the writings on the wall a couple of years ago, and that was the whole reason for the start of the twenty three eleven race team. The the one thing I kind of want to see happen is uh, I want to see Joe Gibbs say Ty's taking the eighteen car and put John Hunter Nemechek in the Xfinity series, whether if it's the 19 or the 18, whatever number of cars he's going to be given. Um, and I want to see Ty kind of... I kind of want to see Ty not be, you know, like a playoff contender, trying to fit him where he's sitting now, which is basically mid-pack. And then... 
in 2024 when we see Martin Truex Jr. step away and Gibbs is put in a situation of let's move John Hunter Nemechek up and Nemechek put 19 cars in places that Ty Gibbs couldn't even put the 18 cars. I kind of wanted that to be a slap in the face to, to Coach Gibbs, to be quite honest. I mean, John Hunter Nemechek has the cup experience already, right? He's got a full year under his belt. Yep. Um, when, when John Hunter comes out and, and races one race in the Cup Series and is running third when he accidentally backs in the wall, you know, he, you have to wonder why this guy's not getting a chance to display his talent. Why why can't he be the one in the 18 car, at least for a one-year experiment? Uh, but, uh, you know, as Miss Lee said, without a doubt, Ty Gibbs is going in that race car. Well, yeah, Grandpa's going to do it because Grandpa wants, as you said, Chris, a family-owned race team. Now, I don't know if there's any other drivers in that stable that are related to Coach Gibbs, but uh, if so, I wonder if there is a uh, clause like Richard Childress has with his sponsors. You know, and great point, Craig, because I want to bring something attention to that. How is it? that these drivers are supposed to be the one in 50 million or one two out of 200 and something million people that this this is the guy capable and the best at being a race car driver. And he happens to be, just happens to be the grandson of the car owner, right? I mean, how does that even happen? There's 200, there's what, 8 billion people in the world. There's what, 200 and something million people uh, in the United States, how is it that that Joe Gibbs' grandson is the next, you know, great talent? But it's something that NASCAR's done for you know years upon years. It's a it, the it's a family uh, sport, right? And so we've seen Dale Jr. We've seen uh, you know Brad Keselowski, whose father was Bob Keselowski. We see uh, the Gillians, whose father Butch, and now we're all the way to Todd. Uh, the three generations, four generations of drivers. So, in a way, we are fooling ourselves that these guys are are the best talents in the world. We don't, we don't ever even the, the best talents in the world never even get the opportunity to drive these race cars. But I guess somewhere or another, Joe Gibbs has sat over there bothered because uh, uh, Pop, Pop 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 has had his grandsons in racing equipment for the last ten years, and and they've been having a groom. Ty Gibbs to be that driver. It'll be interesting to see, that's for sure. Um, uh, let's see what Miss Lee says, because they're going to give the best equipment to their family above the rest of the stable. I yeah. agree, Miss Lee. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I mean, the only way that that doesn't come into play was back when DEI was in formation and Junior was in his last uh, when his when he was in his contract negotiation year. Once he announced he was leaving. They gave Truex the better shit, and uh, they they pretty much used Junior as a crash test dummy. Yeah, they pretty much used Junior as a crash test dummy. They stripped Junior of his crew chief and everything. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, they 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 liquidated everything. Matter of fact, you know, I often wonder. I often wonder what the list 
lady is doing, Miss Teresa Earnhardt. Listening to her in an interview is like watching a monkey screw a football. It was probably one of the hardest things I've ever watched. I've only seen her, I've only seen her in a couple wow. of interviews, and I, I was listening to her going, "Jesus, no wonder why she ain't ever in front of a microphone." <laughs> where, where did you get the privilege to hear this interview? I I heard I seen it on YouTube uh, a while back, and I'm like, "Who in the hell ever thought it was a good idea to put a microphone in this woman's mouth?" <laughs> yes. You know, the wow. woman has a lot of business oh, sense. A lot of business she sense. Does. She she she, she failed miserably, but she got she got Dale Earnhardt Sr. She was the mastermind behind his behind his empire. And that yes. was the, the the controlling his name, controlling his apparel, controlling everything that, that come out of him. Because that's you know it's always known Richard Childress owns the three car, but but it was Dale Earnhardt's signature that made everything that that changed the game. And uh, Rusty Wallace was uh, you know followed the footsteps of Earnhardt and uh, 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 got a you know the the whatever I sound like damn Joe Biden tonight. I'm so tired, y'all. I swear, man. Thank you for dealing with me and my blabbering ass tonight. I swear. I hate that we're just down to three shows and I'm tired and can't hardly think straight. Uh, but uh, y'all just bear with me, please. Teresa, the, the biggest Dale Jr. download that ever would be would be if Teresa Earnhardt and Dale Jr. sat down and had a conversation. God, yeah. That would probably go – that would probably go dope. Um, that'd probably be one of the highest rated um, Dale Jr. download segments ever. You know what it would do? It would humanize both of them. It would make it would make both of them back to the world, right? Because Dale Jr. is on this. He is he is NASCAR Jesus. And Teresa is the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> just, just imagine, Chris. I'm going to correct you. Junior is not only NASCAR genius, but he's redneck Jesus. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Did you see him at WWE last night? This guy. Yep. First. I swear. He leaves the racetrack and he heads to the Miami Dolphins game. So on Sunday night. Not only was he on the tube on Sunday afternoon calling a race, but Sunday night he shows up at the football game in Miami. And then, yep. so, you know, he shows up Monday night on Monday Night Raw. He, 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 because he, they were in Charlotte. There, he's Dale Jr. And he is Redneck Jesus. And right. you're exactly right. Uh, he has gone to mogul stage. He is he is no longer just NASCAR. He is he is mogul. He is he is Michael Jordan but from NASCAR. So yeah, he this guy has built a media empire for sure. I mean he's 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 no junior. So you get him with well, the here, I want you West to... and you let them spar it out, I guarantee you it would be the biggest rated show ever in the history of any podcast. It would break the freaking internet. 
You know, we talk about we talk, we're just talking about um, Dale Jr. and how he's a um, he's an everything. Um, the rapper Fifty Cent. I can't think of his real name. Um, Curtis. He's another Curtis. One. Curtis. Yeah, Curtis Jackson. Yeah, he's another one. He started his rap career, started rapping, and then he went on to do other things. I mean, he was, if I remember right, and I'm not looking at it, they wanted him to do something for Pepsi, and they were coming out with vitamin water, and this guy said, just give me a 1,000 shares. He sold those 1,000 shares a few years later for like, Nine point four million dollars. So, you know, these guys that are in this, some of these guys, they start their career, but they branch it off into other things. Junior stayed in the racing thing <laughs> with the podcast and being in the booth, and but it just shows their business acumen. They may not have went to college for it. But they got enough smart people around them, and Kelly being one of them, to help steer that ship and to get as much out of their name and likeness as humanly possible. You know, I'm still in shock. My biggest shock of 2022 would have to be the fact that Kelly Earnhardt is worth more than Dale Earnhardt. I knew you were going to say that. By by $100 million. I mean, yeah. Kelly never drove a cup car ever. She never contended for any championships. She was never, she was never like you got NASCAR redneck Jesus, and then you got Kelly Earnhardt, and Kelly Earnhardt's worth more than redneck Jesus. How does that happen? She was on, she was on the board for NASCAR. Just like Nancy Pelosi. Wow. (laughs) Oh boy, Chris. Oh God. Might get the top of my, my brain. <laughs> she was on the board for NASCAR. Let's Celsius. see. All right. Yeah, have y'all tried Celsius? I, they're a NASCAR no. brand. That's the reason why I'm asking. You, do you know Celsius, right? No. It's on no. AJ Allmendinger's car. Well, go try it. It's really good. They have they have peach flavor. They have orange flavor. They have all kinds of different flavors. It's a dietary supplement. Uh, they're a sponsor of NASCAR. They're with Colleague Grayson. They sponsor AJ Allmendinger. If you're if you're thinking about a Red Bull because it gives you wings, go try Celsius because it gives you all the good stuff. It doesn't give you the the come down or the caffeine and all. It gives you all the vitamins and nutrients that you need in a little carbonated drink. It's called Celsius. It's really good. Trace. Well, there's a free plug for them. Yeah, it is. Look for it. Awesome. A little white can with black and says Celsius. I'll have to I'll have to look into that. So where are we at next on our not so keeping track there's, of our itinerary? Yeah, there's not uh yeah, that's uh well, you know, we kind of we kinda of left the itinerary a long time ago. Yeah, oh I know, <laughs> I know. So let's talk check the flag flag flag, shall we? No, Chris, good. after you left that, after you left out that taco noise earlier, I was done. Just so you know. 
Yeah, that was, that's why you got why you got to be so mean. So let's let's talk about let's let's talk checker flag black flag, shall we? And I'll start off because I'm a nice guy. I'm gonna give my checker flag. Actually, I'm gonna split that checker flag. Between two people, John Hunter Nemechek and Kyle Larson. John Hunter Nemechek, because he was a serious threat in that car until, well, he looped it around. It just goes to show you that, well, maybe he shouldn't have used Bubba's notes, but the guy's got talent. He can jump in that car. My other checker flag obviously goes to Kyle Larson, our favorite Asian racer, because he got screwed last week. He got hooked, could have seriously got hurt. This week he comes back, wins, dominates the race, and gives a one-finger salute to Bubba. My black flag, well... I don't really know if I have a black flag. Um, I can't even really bitch about NASCAR. About NASCAR this week because I haven't heard anything bad that they did or they didn't do that they should have. I'm sure you guys will have a differing opinion, and that's what's so great about this show. We each can have an opinion even though we feel it might be wrong. So, I'm open to hear what everybody else has got. All right. Well, let's see here. My checkered flag goes out to both Kyle Larson and Ty Majeski. Uh, Majeski capitalizing on the system that um, NASCAR has in terms of and I'm not taking anything away from him I, he is a he is a great talent I've always thought he was a talented driver just needed a break and thank God for Thor Sport for giving him that break um, but also you know getting into the truck playoffs based on points with no wins and he gets two wins his Two wins of the season are came from this past round to get him into the championship and race for at Phoenix. Um, Kyle Larson, uh, checker flag for a basically redemption um, after what happened last week at Vegas. And my black flag, well, if you didn't really hear in my checker flag or hinted at it, is the dumb NASCAR exposed system um, that basically kind of, in a way, gave Ty Majeski a chance to run for a truck championship, and and also Kyle Larson um, out of the drivers championship, but has a shot in the owners championship. All right. 
That's good. So uh, I guess I'll start with my black flag. I guess uh, my black flag is to all the uh, all the noise that's going to be created this week with Bubba returning back to the race car. Um, I think Freddie Kraft kind of said it best, or maybe it was Brett Griffin on DBC. He said it last week. He said it again this week. Look, this guy's going to have to really try to get over what just happened. And he's going to walk into a, a setting where he's, you know, everybody had their arm around Bubba at one point in time. Now everybody's going to be kind of distant from him. And it's going to take him to try to open back up and be the likable Bubba that he used to be. Not this, you know, over-arrogant, um, uh, entitled person that he's become. And we can all agree Bubba's been a lot different than what he was when he first started racing. Ever since this whole thing with uh, with, with the news, it, it, he's been a different driver. He's been a different person. And you know, he's going to really have to overcome all of that. And, and the last thing that he really needs is us as fans breathing down his throat, booing him at every corner that he takes. Um not everybody can be a Kyle Busch. I don't think that Bubba Wallace has the mentality to be a Kyle Busch, but he's made himself to be a Kyle Busch really quick. And this could very well ruin his career. It, it, I believe that 2311 sent a statement by not putting his name on the race car. They, they, yeah. you know, it's the old Bill, it's the old Bill France, right? I, we'll race tomorrow without you. Okay. We're, we're going to go racing with or without you. And I think that was 2311 sending that message to Bubba, who says, hey, I brought in all this sponsorship. I'm the one that made the 2011 race team uh, capable of running up front because of all the sponsorship dollars that I brought in and whatnot. And that's basically 2311 saying, hey, we know that you had a big part of the start of this, but guess what? This company is going to go on even after you're gone. So that was the, that, that was the hint behind the name on the race car. I know I got in-depth on the black flag, but I just know how us race fans, we're going to overreact. We're going to boo this guy. We're going to make him feel even worse than he already does. And in reality, look, if he comes out and he's willing to accept the fact that he made a mistake and take the advice of Daniel Schrader and take the advice of Larry Mack and take the advice of all these other people that are saying, look, dude, chill out, become a likable person again, and you'll be forgiven – then we all need to kind of give him a chance to. But if he wants to come out and he wants to be the villain, then he's going to have to wear the cape like Kyle Busch has. That's probably been my best rant all night long. Thank you. I'm glad I saved it for the end. For my checkered flag, um, you know, look at Junior Motorsports, man. For real, three, possibly two cars already locked in, possibly three cars. You know, who's to say, you know, somehow uh, Sam Mayer doesn't win the race as well and, and put Al Geary in. And then you have four cars that could be racing for a championship. What a, what a guarantee that would be, you know. Uh, but, you know, the effort that Junior Motorsports has put in and being uh, a dominating team to not Joe Gibbs racing off his 10-year run of being the most dominant Xfinity race team out there, you know, kudos to Junior Motorsports. Checkered flag, man. They did it, man. And, uh, you know, we're going to see Noah Gregson and Josh Berry, teammates, battling for a championship. Now, whether or not the other two teammates are going to be there, that story is yet to be written. But uh, it's quite an accomplishment, I believe, for Junior Motorsports being in the position that they're in as a company. 
Well, alrighty then. Uh, and I am glad that you mentioned the whole uh, the whole junior motorsports deal because Stop fishing. As you, mentioned, <laughs> as you mentioned earlier, they have a uh, they have a pretty good shot. Uh, they have at least a fifty percent chance of winning an Xfinity title in term, on the driver's side, at least. Um, I'm pretty sure in the owner's side, too. I don't know, but at, at least he's got something going. I think that Junior's... I think that... Sorry, I was on mute. I thought I was normal. Um, I think... Well, I'll never be normal. But I think Junior's a perennial threat each and every year as he's proven in the Xfinity series. I'm excited to see when he decides to move up the cup, uh, how long it will take him to be a contender, not just week in, week out, uh, not just one or two races, but week in and week out. Um, you know, when he finally decides to do that, it should definitely be interesting. Well, I, I believe every bit that Alex Bowman better watch his job because here comes Josh Berry. And oh, Junior's had plenty of influence on who goes into that 88, former 88 race team that's now the 48 team. Um, I, I guarantee you there's already been conversations with the Hendrick about the future of Josh Berry and how they want to keep him in-house. Oh, I want to mention one thing uh, to you guys before we get into picks. With what we're seeing happening, because Chris, Chris in a way mentioned, uh, hit up actually hit upon this when he was talking about his uh, checker flag. Who are we seeing that could be a rising empire, pretty much from the top of the Cup Series all the way through to the Truck Series? The reason why I'm asking is because you had Kyle Busch developing Joe Gibbs. Uh, through Cup Xfinity because of his truck camp and recruiting uh, drivers to his truck team to move up. And obviously Kyle Busch is not going to uh, just put somebody in a, in a truck and, you know, say have at it because of money. You know he's going to put them in because of talent because Kyle Busch wants to win all the freaking time. And with that move leaving Joe Gibbs heading over to uh, – with Kyle Busch leaving Joe Gibbs heading over to Richard Childress, which gives Childress not only development um, from the cup in the Xfinity series to work with the cup, but also now in the trucks because of Kyle Busch. We have junior motorsports with Hendrick, but where do they fall under that? Joe Gibbs has lost basically everything under the sun because uh, Brandon Jones left Gibbs to go to junior motorsports next year. Um, I believe Chandler Smith is going uh, Toyota, who could have been with Joe Gibbs, to uh, college racing to replace A.J. Allmendinger in the Xfinity Series. Right. So, so who's really got the true royal empire from top to bottom? It's going to be Chevrolet right now. I mean, if you're one manufacturer, I'm not sure if it's a certain team, but you know, you're looking at the development of, you know, the development drivers that have come through junior motorsports. Now you're looking at what's happened over at Joe Gibbs Racing, how they've 
put out so many of these drivers and hardly any of them are any, you know, even there anymore. The only driver that they have to show for is Christopher Bell. You know, it's, 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 I mean, once again, Chevrolet, they have it. Uh, I, my question, Taz, since I can't really answer yours is how do we call it Toyota racing development? If there's no, nobody to develop, <laughs> where's the TRD in Toyota, right? Uh, because obviously there's no other than uh, Joe Gibbs Racing in the Xfinity Series, there is no outlet uh, for any developmental drivers. Toyota Racing Development. Yeah. But definitely Chevrolet is the one that has uh, the upper hand right now in developing drivers. There's a cream, there's definitely a, a, a whole cream of drivers. Uh, uh, Miss Lee broke out that Gibbs still has the ARCA team but lost the truck step. The Toyota, I will say this, Toyota and Toyota <clears throat> as a whole, I shouldn't just say Gibbs, Toyota as a whole has a lot of development in the ARCA side of things with Venturini Motorsports, Gibbs, and I believe, I don't remember if he's still there, McAnally too. But um, TRD in a sense, has Thor Sport, and with KBM leaving, which is a big team, uh, you have a Hattori with, I think, one truck, um, and then Thor Sport, and of course, rumor going around that uh, David Gillen is going back to Toyota, which leaves Ford in a hole, because Ford and Haley Deegan in a hole uh, to develop. So could we see a David Gillen and Joe Gibbs deal happening? Yeah, I think that's the one who's going to fill the slot is uh, David Gillen as they're going back to Toyota. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, the, as we said, all the good drivers, all the young talents are already gone elsewhere. So they're going to have to completely start back over. And what we've seen out of Arca Series this past year is uh, pretty pitiful. Like there's some, there is some uh, guys racing right now in Arca that, should not even have the keys, should not even have a driver's license, much less a race car. Oh, I'm serious. The ARCA was that bad. I mean, most of the, most of the races finished three guys on the, on the lead lap and everybody else was multiple laps behind. ARCA was rough Yikes. this year. Yeah, I, I, I think, really think that that's the answer to the truck series that we were talking about earlier. The, the truck series needs to follow. They need to be the develop. They need to be the top dog of ARCA. So when you graduate from ARCA, you go to truck. Just like Cup follows, you know, Infinity follows Cup. ARCA needs to follow trucks. You feel me? I'm like you graduate from ARCA to trucks, and you, you run the same tracks that uh, ARCA's running in the truck series, and a few of the, the Cup ones as well. You know. Uh, but but stay on the ARCA side mainly and run 30-something races a year and give those guys, a, a you know, a step up to the trucks. And that's, you know, that's the, the equivalent of going from the Xfinity Series to the Cup Series. I agree with uh, what you say with trucks being the top uh, deal for ARCA. But I think the problem with ARCA right now is because we've lost so much young so many uh, young drivers 
But this also could be a money expense thing, too. Um, and I'll share this on the Race Chat Live page. There's a uh, view. If you go on YouTube, there's a two-part uh, video series of ARCA. Um, if you check out the YouTube channel called Black Flags Matter, uh, the guy that runs it, his name is Darian Gilliam. He has the first one is where he kind of what people say he bashes on ARCA and whatnot, right? And this is kind of what Chris was saying on the negative side of things. And then he does a follow-up video of what, of some of, and he breaks it down in terms of like numbers and other things too. And he kind of makes suggestions of how can ARCA rebuild itself so that it can be better in a way to bring these drivers up so we're not so that arc is not being looked at as like the jokes i don't really want to see the joke series but it's kind of getting there unfortunately it's the privileged rich kids that shouldn't have driver's license much less a nascar license they would not even run your top 12 at your dirt track with a 13 car field Problem with Arca's NASCAR took it over. Bingo, yeah, you agree. said it. I would agree in that. I would agree, I agree. In, this, in that sense. I mean, I you think Arca was fine on it before NASCAR. It was it was a successful series for fifty years. <laughs> Problem is, so NASCAR Lee gets involved in something. That not everything turns to gold. Miss Lee had mentioned that uh, Dale Jr. is coming out of retirement once again to race uh, in Florence at Florence Speedway in South Carolina. Uh, and uh, yeah, and also Labonte Lejoy Newman uh, joining NASCAR Modified Stars at Martinsville this weekend. So there'll be uh, there'll be uh, Labonte Lejoy and Newman. Racing in the modified on flow racing. Check it out. Anybody get to listen or watch my race this week? Do I have any no, not as of yet. Replay. I'm going to try to catch the replay there, Chris. Uh, I got to keep Whoa. that flow racing subscription going because I got to watch some of that Louisiana, Texas Cajun swing there for the big blocks coming up in a thing of like two weeks. Right. Yeah. I love my flow racing, man. I really do. Um, I did a pretty good job. I think Saturday night I was a lot better. It was a lot more exciting Saturday night anyway uh, with what was going on. Friday night was kind of the lock-in and, you know, top three that mattered the most so, or top four. So, really, Saturday night was the was the show worth watching. But, um, man, I'll tell you what, I'm wore out, but I'm, I'm also sad because I know that we just have a couple of shows left this season. And uh, just want to thank you guys for your dedication throughout this year and uh, keeping this thing going. Um, I think uh, I've been at 110 since 2015. So that would be like eight seasons <laughs> that, uh, the, that we've kept the podcast. Yeah, this is officially the longest running podcast at the 110 Nation. Uh, sports uh, beating out the, the parent show, the 110 Nation show. So we'll, we want to 
we want to keep that tradition going and uh, just thank you guys all year long for your dedication and uh, putting up with me and my opinions and my cockiness. I know sometimes I don't make it easy on you guys. No, not at all, Chris. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen. It has been, a, I will say this, it has been a hell of a year uh, for this show. You know, we said it earlier, it's not easier to do 44, it's not easy to do 40 or 41 weeks and try not to rehash the same shit all over again. And I know we have in the last couple of weeks because of Bubba, but um, it has been a blast this year. Um, looking forward to uh, 2023 um, and, and see what that year brings. But we still got one, two more weeks of this left. Yeah. So next Tuesday is our last Tuesday night show of the year. That that puts things in perspective. It is the last Tuesday night show of the year. We will come on on Sunday evening. Uh, after the championship race at Phoenix, and we'll have a hour and a half, two hour show just going over what we watched and the champions that were crowned, and uh, we'll sign off for the 2022 race season. Yeah, and go enjoy our families and do some Thanksgivings and Christmases, and who knows, maybe wind up at the uh, at the dome or something for that uh, gateway race, or maybe who knows, maybe the Chili Bowl or something. I don't know. We got to do something. Speed weeks, maybe that uh, that big seventeen thousand to win at Screven Motorsports, the uh, the front wheel drive race that they have down there. Yeah, need to meet up somewhere, go do something. But anyway, uh, let's get our picks in. I, I think I pretty much have zoned in on my picks. Uh, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to go with Justin Algear at. Uh, <laughs> At uh, Martinsville on the Xfinity side, I should go with AJ Allmendinger, but I, I'm gonna I'm going for that trifecta for for I'm wanting four cars to get in, at least three cars to get in with Junior Motorsports. So um, I'm gonna have to go with uh, with uh, um, Justin Algear, and then on the Cup side, Willie B. I don't know why. Like, he's not been on our radar. He was one of the guys that we expected to get uh, left behind. But as things have gone on, uh, Willie B looks like he may be in position to run for a championship. So, uh, I mean, just just, to, just laying out the fact that Hendrick Motorsports dominate Martinsville. And I think that there's too much uh, Chase Elliott – they're not going to let Chase Elliott win. Nobody's going to let Chase Elliott win. Nobody. So I'm going to see. I'm going to see Willie B in uh, victory lane next Sunday. Wow. William Byron. Okay. Okay. Well, at least my pick. I'm going on the Xfinity side. I'm picking a junior motorsports driver. No, Chris, it's not yours. And no, it's not Noah Gregson. 
I'm going to throw in the hat of Sam Mayers. Oh, my God. I was thinking the same thing. I was looking back at the last Martinsville race. For no way. He, he was he finished top ten uh, in the in stage one. Uh, stage two did not get a top ten finish, but he finished top five in Martinsville. And Sam Mayer has uh, has a good amount of short track experience, so I'm putting my hat with Sam Mayer at Martinsville. As for the cup side, oh, shucks. There's a oh, lot shit, of good, damn. There's a lot of good ones there. Dang. Do I go with the guy who's going to give some receipts? Or do I go? And you know what? Actually, Chris, that's not a bad pick for William Byron, being that he won at Martinsville last time we were there. Uh, yeah, I got a hunch. Oh, Oh, oh man, I don't want to do it. Uh, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to throw in my hat to somebody who has not won in a long time. And when you need that win number one, you're going to do it to get yourself into the championship. Throw my hat in, too. Oh, you guys thought I was going with uh, Mr. Chastain? No, I'm going Ryan Blaine. Well, I really thought you were going Chase Briscoe. Oh, good God, no. Because you would think that Ford wouldn't have a chance in hell at winning at Martinsville. But who knows? Maybe it's a group effort by Ford to get him in. But anyway, Craig, what are you picking? Uh, all right, so for my Xfinity pick, I'm going to go with uh, Barry. For my cup pick... For my cup pick, I'm going to go with a man that has to win in order to get in to the final four. Otherwise, he's on the outside, knocking on the door, and he will not get in. And that is Seabell. Interesting. Not a bad pick, though. Not a bad pick. Another organization that will put in every egg in the basket. To get their drivers, that's that's one advantage that both this Ford team and the Toyota team have is resources to put every egg of the of the manufacturer into this into their quest because Joey Logano is already locked in, so that's your main Ford guy. So everybody at Ford is going to work to try to get Briscoe in, and everybody at Toyota is going to work to try to get either Hamlin or Bell in. So, um, and when I say that, I mean they're going to allow passes. They're going to they're not going to race their their guys hard. They they're going to know ahead of time before this race even starts, you're going to race these guys different than anybody else. We've seen it for years. That's why that's why Tony Stewart beat Carl Edwards so many years ago because drivers literally pulled over, Chevy drivers literally pulled over 
and didn't even race Tony Stewart at Homestead. Go back and watch the race. I think Jeff Burton did it more than once. Um, so you're going to see. You're, I, I'm, I'm with Craig. There's some good picks here tonight. It's going to be a hell of a weekend. It should be a hell of a weekend with lots and lots of drama. Uh, did we name Miss Lee's picks? If not, she's got no. Josh Barry and William Byron. Let me ask you guys something real quick. Josh Barry and William Byron. I mean, look at there. Uh, how in the world did we let two people that ain't even on this show beat us all year long in picks? Well, maybe they should be doing racing all year line. long. It's only been the last two months. Oh, well. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you know, I've been in last place since week one. Thank you very much, Chris. Hey, I'm we're, starting to we catch appreciate you, your donation. I'm starting to catch you finally. I had third at Jeez. one point. I had third at one point, but the cup race, you know, set me back. But I'm only a couple points back. The defending champ is going to try to get on the podium, at least. Well, I don't see any any need for Monday's headlines today. We just made our Monday's headlines today when we made our picks. We went over that with uh, with with, with uh, Dale Jr. getting all four teams in. I cannot believe that we're in that much of an agreement right here. That uh, Sam Mayer, I mean, look at that. You know, that would be that would be crazy. Um, I, I really was thinking picking Algier would probably eliminate Mayer, but I guess if Mayer finished somewhere in that top three finish, then then maybe he would unseat A.J. Allmendinger because I think A.J. is really the one that has a stronger threshold on the championship than any of the other drivers outside of junior motorsports. So um, I don't really know quite how the points are structured right there. But, uh, you know, hey, if Sam Mayer wins and Al Gear gets in on points, that would be crazy as heck. But uh, if anything, we will possibly see three junior motorsports cars out of four racing for that championship, which is just, that is so cool, man. All right. Well, I guess we'll oh, turn it I over got a to... Monday headline for you. Oh, bring it on. Collect the receipts. Ooh, shots fired. Wow. I was going to pick Hamlin, but I, I'm afraid one of his receipts is going to come back to bite him. So that's why I'm saying collect the receipts. Somebody will be bounty hunting. What names? What names are going to be on the hit list? I would say Chase. I would say Hamlin. I would say Chastain. Anybody else's name that should be added to the hit list? Any other unfinished business rivalries that we don't know about? Well, we'll find out Saturday and Sunday. Chaz, turn it over, man. Let's get out of here. All righty. Thank you, everybody, for listening on to Tuesday Night Race Chat Live here on Blog Talk Radio. If you happen to not catch a show live here on Blog Talk Radio, you can catch us in any form of your on any form of your podcast needs, such as podpage.com, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, RSSB, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, GeoSaving, Podcast Addict, 
Deezer, Podchaser, and on YouTube. Thank you to our sponsors that make the 110 Nation Sports roll and keep us going. Phoenix Fitness, Bears Bullish Market Talk Group, and Carolina Sports Plus. Again, we'll see you at the same bat time, same bat place for one last time next Tuesday night before we have our live reaction show uh, right after the uh, championship race. So we'll see you at the same bat time, same bat place next Tuesday for our final Tuesday night show. And with that being said, this has been the caution flag of Racing Radio. Chris Creighton, the DJ Music Man, Craig Moore. I'm the Tasmanian Double Flaggers, Taz Taylor, saying good night. We'll see you all next week. Good night, everybody. What about Homestead? What about Homestead? Homestead should be the last race, right? Everybody agrees with that, right? Yes. No, I think they should put it back in Daytona. (laughs) Really? Race in Daytona? Start and end it there. So would we start the season with the 400 and end with the 500 or start with the 500 and end in the 400? Start with the 400 and with the 500. Start with the 500 and with the 600. See you later. Because really, in in all actuality, the Super Bowl of the season is the last race of the year. It should be. That's when you crown a championship. You don't do it in week one. Because if that was the case, there'd be no other reason to run 34, 35 more races than you give the friggin' title to uh, Austin Sender. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they were born. Straightening the curves, planting the hills. Someday the mountain might get them, but the law never will. Making their way. No farting on the podcast. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.